everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James with WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. So I'm going to start this thing off and let everyone know what trades you got into or exited this week. Yeah, so I think it was all opening trades from this past week. Um, Let me see here. All right, so I got a position on for the November monthlies for SPY. Um, On that one, I went on the put side with the big move down in the market. I felt like playing the put side on SPY, so my short put there is 413. Um, So it's just a put spread there. And then when um, NASDAQ futures dropped to, I think, 14,400, um, I went long TQQQ because it was like another 600 point move down uh, from the last time I went long. I think when NASDAQ dipped to um, high, I think 14 nines, I went long, I think a futures contract, and then it moved down another 600 points. And I was like, man, this is crazy, you know, that we have another 600 point move down. So I'm going to go long again you know, buy the second dip and that's looking pretty good right now. Uh, I bought in at 117.08 and it's up to 126.47. So things have rallied pretty nicely since I entered that trade. Um, And then uh, TLT, I got a put spread on for the November monthlies there. The short is 140. Um, XBI, I think that's a biotech ETF. Uh, I went put spread on there as well because I think that thing's been selling off for a long time. Uh, let me pull that thing up again because I think I've been talking about that one a bit the last few weeks. Yeah, that thing was the one that was on at like 175 and it's been in consolidation mode for a while. Like in May, it touched about 118, rejected that level, um, came down to that level again in August, rejected it. And it's still kind of floating above that. It came down to around 121 um, earlier this month. But yeah, it hasn't been down to 115 um, on the daily chart. You got to go all the way back to November um, of last year. So I kind of felt like playing the put side there. I thought that was pretty good uh, support level. And then XLV, that is the healthcare ETF. that thing had a nice little pullback on it too. Um, it was on a run, like a crazy run. It kind of looked like the NASDAQ chart. And then uh, it finally died off and fell below the 21 and this long-term trend line I drew out. And it had a really nice move down from 137 all the way down to 125. And it kind of bounced off of that 125 level. Um, so I went put side on there. Um, it's not really showing the strength I want to see on it yet you know to show that it's getting back into an uptrend but with that really significant move down i'm kind of expecting it to be cyclical there so i went put side on xlv Um, your strikes are on that yeah 123 is the short so it's you know just out of the money okay yeah i was looking at the chart and it looks like it bounced perfectly off of that 200 uh 
exponential moving average, but I'd oh. say if it did die, you know, it might hit 120 because it's the mm-hmm. last time when they had a fat sell-off. But yeah, I think you're right. I think this thing's headed to the to the upside. Yeah, I kind of just figured I'd take a chance on it because it was a nice move down about 12 points. And it doesn't move a lot typically. I mean, I know it's been on this crazy uptrend, but it doesn't make like huge moves. So yeah, if it does start to sell off again, I'm hoping it just kind of stays afloat um, by that November uh, monthly. But yeah, we'll see how that thing kind of works out. Um, And then my other November monthly position that I got on was a put on XME. I'll say that's like a metal and mining ETF or something. Let me see here. Yeah, it's SPDR um, metals mining ETF. So I just sold a 40 put there um they've went down and touched 40 a few times let's see here looks like in july they kind of went down to that level rejected it nicely and then late september they rejected that level and then even further back to april like april a few times and then in march they dipped below that 40 but they rallied pretty quickly back above it so that seems to be a pretty good long-term support um, so I felt pretty good about that 40 put there. And then um, this is something I normally don't do. Um, I talk about this a lot, uh, you know, on my neutral trading strategies. And I'm usually going 30 to 60 days uh, to expiration when I sell contracts. Um, I don't know why I got this in my head. Oh, I know why I got this in my head. So I uh, made a video on the YouTube channel about AFRM and they have been on an insane move. I think they're up like over a hundred percent over the last three months or so. So they've been making huge moves and I saw, you know, they're a pretty hot trending stock with that big move. So I kind of made a technical analysis video on it. And some people were commenting on the video saying, you know, where do you think it's going? And uh, I'm like, I think this thing's going to pull back. I mean, I don't know when, but I have a feeling it's going to pull back and there's going to be some profit taking. So made a prediction that the thing was going to hit 131 on Friday, which was kind of true in pre-market trading. Um, It did start to sell off before the market opened. Um, But then as soon as the market opened, it just started pumping again. So at the daily chart pulled up right here. Yeah, Friday candle, you can see it uh, starts out about 132. So I want to say pre-market, it dipped in about 131 and then it started pumping. So I was like, man, this is stupid. Like this thing has been up, you know, 100% over the last few months. And this thing just wants to pump again. Like this is dumb. So I think it was up like 5% on the day. And I was like, well, my prediction wasn't anywhere near, you know, being right. This thing's cooking. I'm going to go sell a call spread because this is stupid. Like this thing is pumping again. And if you kind of look at the chart there, I just pulled up the 15 minute chart. And I kind of drew out some trend lines kind of showing the, um uh lows that it's been making and then some of the highs that it's been making and it was at the very top end of the channel well i'm going out a little further now maybe like the one hour um i guess even the daily is kind of throughout those trend lines on there like this is dumb this is at the very top of the channel like this thing needs to pull back so i sold the call spread and my short was 144 and was looking pretty good most of the day and then it started to go on another run late in the day <laughs> and it went in the money i'm like you got to be kidding me this is stupid you know luckily the thing died off and uh 
a lot of profit taking started to come in late in the day and the thing fell out of the money. But when I entered that trade, it's something I normally don't do. But I'm like, well, you know, this thing's already up like a good amount, like may have been five, six percent on the day. I think it's a good play because we see it every freaking day, whether it's on the indexes, uh, futures, stocks, those things that are cooking. Like you see it all the time on the indexes, like NASDAQ's up 2% on the day. Come the last 15 minutes of market open, those gains are gone. It's only up like 1% or maybe like 0.9%. So I was just like, man, I'm going to just expect this thing to be cyclical and expect all these day traders to take their profits. And that's exactly what happened on AFRM. But when I put in that trade, I was like, I'm going to let me look for some other stuff that's cooking too. I want to, you know, spread this out over multiple tickers i don't want to have that you know afrm play to be my only same day expiration trade that i have on so i found futu was cooking pretty good they were up big so i sold a call spread on them the short was 90 and then uh something i haven't played in a long time as a mstr micro strategy um they were they were up a few percent i think they were looking pretty good too and i saw that i could get a decent amount of credit if i went all the way up to the 715 as the short and i'm like oh that's really far out of the money they're gonna have to make like a really big move there um so i had a short call on mstr of 715 and i think the only one that really ever got tested was afrm that that thing went in the money uh looks like about 81 cents or so um and then it completely died off and then MSTR and uh, Futu, they never even came close. They just kind of died off and didn't really do anything the rest of the trading day. But after kind of seeing that happen, it might be something I try again, like maybe this uh, next Friday, just like look for stuff that's ripping already and sell calls against it and just expect people to take profits and then like also look at the put side and maybe look at stuff that's like bleeding super hard and just expect the same for all those people that are like shorting it, you know, to buy back near the end of the day and uh, take profits. Yeah, that's probably a pretty safe strategy, because like you said, we see it every single day, especially on Fridays where, you know, if something made this insane rally at the end of the day. There's a lot of people that are like, nope, I'm not. I don't trust this. I'm taking my profits and they sell. And then that causes it to dump a bit. And then, you know, same thing with short, like you said, someone shorted something that's, you know, dying super hard at the end of the day, they buy it back, which pumps the price up a little bit. And then, you know, so, yeah, that's sweet that you made uh, some good trades on some nice little day trades. Yeah, it was, you know, just three for three. I'd like to get some more trades on, but I, I was looking at some other tickers, but the pricing, I just didn't like it too much. I had to like just go just out of the money and the credit wasn't very good, but I would have liked to put on more trades, you know, uh, versus just putting on three. So like maybe this coming Friday, maybe I can find a few more tickers to play. Maybe I could put on like five trades or 10 trades or something just to kind of spread it out a little bit you know, be a little more diverse and give myself a chance. But um, yeah, maybe all these day traders that are out there, you know, trading on these very short time frames and, you know, taking profits at the end of the day, maybe I can take advantage of that. Yeah, that's, um, oh my God, what is his name? That dude that made the, uh, 
TTM Squeeze, John Carter. Carter. Yeah. Uh, I've read, well, I listened to his audio book, uh, Mastering the Trade, I believe it's called. And he was saying, you know, the same thing when he's talking about like futures trading, especially. There's a lot of traders out there that don't like to have overnight exposure because, you know, you have no idea what the hell news is going to come out when you're asleep. And then all of a sudden you just got blown up either way. So there's a lot of people that close out their trades before the end of the day. And that's when you get to see these, you know, big pullbacks after a big rally or, you know, prices jumping up a bit after, you know, a big sell off, like you're saying. So it seems like a real, uh, it's, it, well, I don't know if I want to use the term safe strategy, but, uh, <laughs> It's it's kind of predictable that there's a lot of people that don't want that overnight exposure and, you know, they're either going to close their uh, long position or their short position. So you're going to see some sort of movement in it. Yeah, and I was thinking like AFRM specifically, if I would have just not looked at anything, not cared about anything and like at market open sold a call spread on them i would have got burned because they were all the way down at 132 so if i just wasn't really looking for something that already ripped and i was just randomly selling call spreads and put spreads against tickers you know i'd probably get burned but you know specifically looking for those ones that are already have made big moves i think like already you know going out and selling like a 30 delta call on something is a high probability trade already but if you can combine it with you know, the cyclical nature of, you know, the stocks and the markets, I think that just increases the probability of success. Yeah, you should use that, uh, that unusual volume scanner I had, because that thing pulls up some crazy stuff, like things that are making 50 to 100% moves in a day. So that'd be <laughs> probably perfect for that strategy. Yeah, like CEI, I think they were up at like 250 or something at some point on Friday, and then I think they finished at like 170 or something like that. So, yeah, there's probably some good opportunities in those, uh, you know, crap penny stocks that make 200% moves in a day. Speaking of crap penny stocks, I'll go over <laughs> the trades I had for this week. <laughs> so, uh, Last week, I ended up selling a put spread on QQQ that was at the money because I, you know, I've been looking at them on their chart. I've got this long term trend line and they hit it. And I was like, you know, screw this. They're almost oversold. They just hit that trend line. I'm not waiting for confirmation that it's going to move, make the move up. I'm going to do the short term so that, you know, theta will eat away at these contracts just in case I'm wrong. I won't lose as much. Uh, and I ended up going max profit on that, which is really good. It was a almost a 50-50 uh, risk to re reward on it. So that was my best trade this week. I closed out of my gold position. Uh, I've been holding uh, IAU for a while and made a small profit, but they just weren't making the moves that I thought that gold would be making at this point, you know, with America just going further into debt and printing money like there's, you know, it's never going to go out of style. So ended up closing out of that at a small profit. Um, and yeah, my, I only had a couple trades on this week. I was super lame this week, but, uh, the crappy penny stock that I got into, I actually went long AMPY, which is that gas company that sold off like 50% in a day after that California oil spill news came out. Mm -hmm. And I just went long because, 
there's like a long. Actually, let me pull it up. Py. Do you buy in like right after that dump to 185 or? 185. It hit 185. That's what it shows. That may have been later in the. Looks like it hit a low of 185 on. Oh, what is this Monday? I guess maybe Monday pre mar Oh, that was pre market. No wonder. By the time the market opened, geez, it ripped all the way back up to like three bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at the chart, and it seems to have like around three dollars, some mm -hmm. decent support before they went on that massive rip. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so as soon as I got in at what was my fill price? Around three fifty. So I'm at a. Uh, small loss right now but it's just that insane reaction and i don't think they belonged at almost six bucks but i thought you know this would be good for a nice rip up to about 450 so i wanted to pull a dollar out of it but yeah just that insane uh correction off of the news of that uh oil spill and you know all that crap and they had that big 50 percent dump i was like nah this thing's this thing's coming back at least a little bit so I went long shares of that, and that's all I had for last week. Cool, man. Sounds good. Um, so for this week, you and I were talking about which topic we wanted to go over, and I know that we had went over a few of the Greeks when it comes to options contracts before. I think we went over Delta and Theta. Um, so we would like to continue with those and finish those off. So we decided to talk about uh, Gamma. So you might be looking at an option or a chain of options and you see the Gamma. And if you don't know what it is, it actually will tell you um, how the Delta will be affected of an option. So, you know, you pull up your chain and you see the Delta there as well. Um, and you see a gamma value and it will actually tell you if the stock price moves up or down a dollar, how much is the delta of that option going to change? So let's just say you had like a call option and the delta was 0.5 and the gamma was 0.1. If, um, you know, the price of the underlying moved up a dollar, then the Delta of the call is going to move from a 0.5 to a 0.6. So um, it's good to know, you know, what that gamma is doing and like what it means, you know, all things or all other aspects um, of the contract staying equal. You know, you can tell what's going to happen to the delta of a call. Uh, and if you think about it, um, you know, that just makes sense as the price of the underlying uh, moves up and you have an out of the money call. Let's just say you're long that out of the money call. You know, the delta is going to be increasing the probabilities of, you know, that option being in the money at expiration are going to increase. But the gamma will tell you exactly how much it's going to increase. Yeah, I think the best phrase I've heard for people describing uh, gamma is they call it the delta of delta. So like delta will tell you how much your contract is going to increase or decrease with a dollar move in uh, the underlying. The gamma is going to tell you what the uh, delta is going to move with a dollar move in the underlying. And uh, yeah, I wanted to point out a couple things also. So uh, deep in the money or out of the money options have low gamma 
and like you were saying, you know, it makes sense where uh, like a right at the money option is going to have a higher gamma because, you know, there's a lot of unpredictability in it. So like a, uh, I'll pull up uh, your favorite stock and we'll go over some examples on that as well. Uh, if you go the right at the money right now, it's well, it's like halfway in the money uh, space is trading at uh, 2351 right now. So if we look at that 23 call that expires uh, this Friday, three days to expiration, it's got a delta of 65 and a uh, gamma, <clears throat> sorry, a gamma of 25 or sorry, 26. So if delta or if space goes up a buck, then now your delta is going to be 93. And that makes sense because now it's, you know, a very good chance that it's going to be in the money. You're almost trading dollar for dollar at that point. But if you go further out of the money, like, you know, we'll go to the $3 calls that expire on uh, this Friday. It's got a delta of 100 because there's almost a 0% chance that, you know, space is good. That's not going to be in the money and a gamma of zero. And the same way, if you go uh, far out of the money, the gamma starts decreasing the further out you go. And gamma also decreases the further out in time you go. So, you know, I'll pull up the November uh, 19th, the November monthlies on space, and we'll go the t same call, the 23 call. And it's got a uh, delta of 58 and a gamma of 7. So now you're looking at a 65 delta if this thing goes up uh, one point. So uh, just a with the Greeks, it's just good to know uh, how your contracts are going to be affected with a dollar move. Uh, I know a lot of people we had, I don't know if it was on our YouTube channel. Oh, no, no, no. It was on uh, one of the forums. I think it was Weeble. And some dude had bought some calls on, I don't remember what underlying it was. And he's like, well, this thing's going up and my uh, calls aren't getting any more. Uh, or I'm not gaining any value in my calls so what's going on i'm like well did you buy them at high volatility like what are the greeks like you got to know what the greeks are and how they affect contract prices to know you know if this is a good trade yeah those are some really good points to bring up you know if you're very short term to expiration like you're saying uh this friday october 15th um, on some of those options, like you're saying, you're going to have a really high gamma and a $1 move in the stock price is going to really affect the delta. Um, like you're saying on the 23, that thing moves up a buck. All of a sudden, you know, your delta goes from, you know, in the 60s to in the 90s, like bam, because um, it's very short to expiration and there's not a lot of time for the stock price to continue to move around. Um, versus, like you're saying, further out to expiration, if you go out to that November, um, a $1 move in the price of the underlying isn't going to affect the delta that much. There's still a lot of time left. A lot of stuff can happen. You know, space can tank and go down to 15 or, you know, space can go to the moon. There's like all, all this time left. So, um, you know, a lot of traders don't want that exposure uh, to gamma, like they don't want gamma to, you know, really hurt them. Uh, so if they're selling, like if you're selling options, um, 
you know, at the money or something or just out of the money, some traders might want to go further out to expiration because they know that the underlying can make big moves, but the probability of that hurting them is not going to go up that much. Um, so they might go out and like, I do this a lot, just uh, selling options that expire in like 30 days to 60 days because yeah, those values on the gamma are really low. Um, and I usually go around 30 delta or something anyways. Um, so like looking at the November uh, 19th monthlies right now on space, if I'm going around to 30 delta, let's say I'm just gonna sell the um, 28 call. It's got a 28 delta right now and the gamma is only six. So space makes a buck move up. Uh, the delta is gonna go from 28 to only 34. So it's still a high probability uh, trade for me, even if space makes a, a move up a buck. But if I'm going, um, you know, to this Friday, October 15th, and, you know, I'm going to sell something like uh, just out of the money or something like that, like maybe the 25 call, um, it's got a delta of 19 right now, which is pretty low. But if space moves up a buck in price, the gamma is 17. So all of a sudden the probability in the money almost doubles. Um, so a lot of traders will use um, further to expiration options and sell those because they don't want that big shift in the delta and they don't want that big shift um, of the probabilities not working out in their favor. Yeah, I know a lot of people do it for, uh, it just makes things a little more predictable where you know, like if you're doing monthly uh, options, you want some like around 30 day to expiration trades. If, you know, you're getting close to expiration, then things become a little more unpredictable in a move. So, you know, like a your gamma goes up, so a dollar move could be affecting you uh, a lot more. So a lot of people will roll out to the next month if they're getting close to expiration and the price is kind of moved against them a little bit then they'll move their strikes and uh and also roll them out a month so it's you know it's like i say it's a lot more predictable than you know you've got a like on space if you do that 23 call i was talking about and you're going from in the 60 delta to the 90 delta if you're you know close to the money and you know you just don't know at that point you just have no idea if you're around 60 delta or whatever uh it's a basically a coin flip so, you know, rolling stuff out to, you know, further out in expiration and a low gamma, it just, you know, makes things a little easier for you to uh, uh, make adjustments and, you know, keep yourself afloat. Yeah, exactly. Because that short term uh, move up in the price of space can all of a sudden turn that option, you know, if you sold a call into a very high probability in the money. And uh, yeah, like you're saying, you just don't have a lot of time to adjust or react or do anything when you're very short term and that gamma is very high. Now, if you are a buyer of that option and you um, are right about the move in the stock, like let's just say you know for whatever reason or you know, you're looking at the charts, you're reading the charts and you just think, space is going to $50 this week. You know, that's where those shorter term expiration um, trades can really help you, um, you know, if you're really good at picking direction. But for people that are, um, you know, 
selling options or you know trying to do high probability trades yeah they're not going to like that high gamma on any options that they're selling yeah it could turn into a mess real quick that's you know why i like that we're doing the uh explaining the greeks because you know there's a lot of people out there that they're just you know buying options and most of them are buying out of the money options they don't understand you know why the hell they're losing money when the stock's going up uh, but their options are actually losing value and that's because of high theta uh gamma vega you probably bought it when things were ripping like you know one of these penny stocks and you they started to rip and you were like oh man i'm gonna buy a call and leverage and then all of a sudden you're losing money every day and you don't understand why well you got to look at the greeks and it's going to tell you exactly why yeah exactly definitely good idea to you know have a beat on all these greeks and just have a really you know good understanding of what they mean what they do and you know how they affect your contract prices for sure all right man uh did you have anything you're looking at getting into this week yeah, so I burned through all of the tickers already, I think, that I traded on for the um, October monthlies. So I kind of went all the way up the list there. I was looking at um, my trades from last week, and yeah, I already placed a trade on, I think, XLV, or was it XME? So I already went up to like top of my list, so I think... What I'm going to be doing is going back through some of the ETFs I traded in the previous months um, that I don't have positions on for November right now. So I'm probably going to be looking at um, EWU. That is a United Kingdom ETF. Um, I don't have a position there. I'll probably sell a put there and then also saw I did not have a position offer EWY. That's a South Korea ETF. Um, so I'll probably I don't know, I put a spread on or something there. They're a little higher priced ETF. They're like twice the price of uh, EWU. And then um, so I'll probably look at those two. And yeah, I probably need to do a little more research and look up a few more tickers to put trades on. All right. Uh, there's one interesting one. I'm, I guess I'm slightly bearish, I would say, or uh, sorry, slightly bullish. And that's uh, ticker symbol PGR, which is uh, progressive insurance. I don't know that I'm going to put a trade on yet because they have earnings on the 14th so two days from now but they have this really nice support level at about 90 bucks and they've come and tested it a bunch of times they actually rallied off of it on was this monday oh yeah monday that a nice rip after they hit it again on a friday and then sold off right to it um again today so i Normally, I would say, okay, now it's you know going to pump higher, but with earnings coming up in two days, I'm not quite sure. So, you know, I'd like to put a trade on here, but I, with earnings, I I don't think I will. I'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye on it. Uh, ED, that's another one. So I've got these trend lines drawn and a support level at the supports at about around seventy one. 
or uh, yeah, seventy-one fifty or so. And they got a trend line drawn from the candle on eight sixteen, and then just drew it to um, the next high that they made on nine three, and then it just continued through, uh, hit it a few times. So we're getting this nice descending triangle pattern, and on uh, what is this? On Monday, this thing ripped super hard through it, and then got beat way back into it. And then today, you got like a very similar candle, but it ended up closing outside of that descending triangle and uh, closing at. It's actually still pumping after hours. Uh, oh wait, no, it's not. You got some crazy bid ask spread right there. Um, but yeah, you got like super similar candles, but today it actually closed way above that trend line. So um, I don't know, I'll probably see how this reacts tomorrow, if it's going to keep on pumping since it broke through that uh, triangle pattern. But uh, just another one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, those are some crazy candles, like that Monday one. And then like the bodies of the candles are almost the same uh from monday and today but um yeah one of them is red <laughs> is green i don't know what's going on there but that's pretty nuts i'm guessing they saw that like late last week or whatever when it busted through the 21 and closed above that trend line that downtrend line and everybody was just like all right time to pile in or something and then yeah they got stomped and then Apparently they're back at it buying today. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's I would have thought these candles would be reversed, like <laughs> with the market selling off today. Yeah. But they're up two and a half per two and a half percent. It's yeah, just a weird one. But definitely something I'm gonna keep an eye on. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty good to me. I mean it got above that. Uh, 21 day EMA and then that also busted through I took the trend line and I threw it like yeah like you're saying to that top of the candle on the second or third and then I just extended it all the way through to where it kind of meets the 21 uh, like yesterday and today and yeah that's definitely um, a good sign that they didn't like hit that trend line and then sell off below the 21 again yeah that's what I was assuming was going to happen but then it made that move through it and you can see that's when a bunch of buyers stepped in like seeing it break through that level and then sellers just came in freaking destroyed this thing right under it again and then you got the opposite today it's uh yeah it's a trippy one all right man that's all i had cool all right uh no news on the website or anything um still working on a couple indicators but yeah i'll let you guys know when that comes out sweet all right man i guess i'll see you next time all right man i'll catch you later bye, bye. thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the ws trades podcast if you are not subscribed to this podcast please subscribe also head over to youtube and search for ws trades you'll find us there as well We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.